0: Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. This is the happy hour.
1: You guys going to happy hour?
0: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe, I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts. Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like
1: to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And
0: Enrique Alvarez clearing. C is for chunk. <laughs> brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting, a 937 a ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Sad hour. It is the sad hour. Husker Volleyball falls three sets to two in the regional semifinal to Oregon, the three seed in the in their side of the bracket. Um, it looked like for a while there, Nebraska was going to be able to come back in that fourth set and, and take it. Um, had a couple opportunities at match point in the fourth set, but Oregon. Give credit to the Ducks; they were able to fight off any Nebraska uh, momentum and, and eventually took that fourth set, thirty-two to thirty. Uh, all right, you got to
2: remember this is the same Oregon team that swept Stanford earlier in the season. Stanford's a one. Seed. Stanford is a one. Seed. Stanford won the Pac-12 and Oregon swept them earlier in the season. So these no slouches had the fourth best offense in the nation. Uh, the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year who. My goodness, did she have a game? Uh, Mimi Collier, 26 kills, 71 attempts, mm-hmm. eight errors. She hit 254 and also had 13 digs. So she's a true freshman playing all six rotations. It's impressive.
1: Yeah, it is. As always, 402 464 5685. The Honda looking hotline, the starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the starter Heyman Jewelers video stream Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Um you guys can get incorporated into the show that way. Plenty of stuff to get to. We'll talk Husker volleyball. Husker basketball had a tough loss. Husker men's basketball, I should I should be specific. Had a tough loss last night um on the road at Indiana. They lose eighty one to sixty six, I believe, was the or sixty five was the final score on that one. Um 81 Eighty one sixty five, a sixteen point loss. At uh, Assembly Hall. Tough one. They lose Sam Griesel minutes before the match or before the game begins. Uh, they we realized. Send him that, back to the hotel. Yeah, I realized that Sam Griesel was going to be inactive last night. So that's tough. And it really took a while for Nebraska's offense to get going and get into any sort of a rhythm last night. Just because when you don't have Sam Griesel out there facilitating the Rock, and also Sam provides the ability to kind of start backing down some guys in the paint. Um, and then kick it out, and Nebraska's offense can run that way. It was tough for Nebraska to generate any sort of offense. However, Husker women's hoops had a big win last night over Wisconsin. They, they handled the Badgers uh, pretty easily last night um, through four quarters. So Rico was there, so we'll, we'll get his thoughts on that as well. Um, but once again, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line, 402 464 5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Um,. Cubsker says this on the text line, I apologize, Husker Nation. I watched the volleyball match, and yet again, I jinxed the team. I still have officially never watched the volleyball team win while viewing, so feel free to place the blame on me. Damn it, Cubsker! Just like that. You know better than that. Don't watch. How dare you. That's such a
2: tough thing to do. Do you watch or do you not watch? Don't watch. Just get the updates. Just get the updates from Twitter. Just get the updates from
1: my Twitter yeah just give the updates from uh, Rico uh so willie says this let's talk we can talk husker men's basketball here in the first segment then we'll kind of dive into in the in the second segment husker women's hoops and then transfer portal stuff uh because it, it, there's some news some news there on some visits this weekend for Nebraska there's a big one from Rhode Island and you might hear Rhode Island and go Ugh, but Rhode when Island. I, when i say it's an offensive lineman who allowed one sack in over 500 snaps last year, mm-hmm. then you, you might be a little more interested. So, men's basketball last night. Willie says this. I'm giving the, the Hoops team a mole again. Well, I, I think what, what was going to be so interesting this season, and I said this last night while I was kind of watching, uh, watching the highlights and, and getting updates from Twitter, is that this team is, is, a, is a program that might actually be able to compete with some guys. And they showed it last night. That's one of the more fascinating things as we go forward here to see how this team responds to not only being competitive against some of the top teams in the country, but also being able to maybe squeak out some wins. Like Nebraska beats Creighton on Sunday, a team that nobody expected Nebraska to beat. They were supposed Um, to get run out of the gym. They were supposed to yeah, I mean they were fourteen and a half point underdogs going into it and Nebraska ends up beating them by 10. I mean, that's a 24-point differential compared to the spread, right? And, and what everybody else is expecting, what Vegas the odd makers are expecting. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was more interesting to see how they respond to it, and I'm not really sure if we can how much stock we can put into last night when you don't have your your senior point guard and one of your more veteran players on that team.
2: Yeah, you're missing your floor general. You're missing the guy who, when you do go on scoring droughts, you kind of get the ball to and and let him go to work. And, and... In place of him, they started Kasey Tominaga, and no offense to Kasey Tominaga, but six six versus six six is a mm-hmm. huge uh, six foot versus six six is a yeah. huge difference, uh, especially on the defensive end of things. Where I mean, they were playing tough defense still, but uh, at least I, I didn't get to watch it. But from what I was hearing and what I was uh, looking at via Twitter and what people were saying, they were playing tough defense. They were closing out on shooters, but Indiana was just hitting shots. And and Trace Jackson Davis had himself a day, the third triple double in Indiana history. Yeah. Um, But when you're, when you're, I guess KSA wasn't running point guard. They had Emmanuel Bandebon running point guard. But when your floor general, your six foot six guy who you kind of go to in times of crisis, isn't out there and you find out minutes before tip, that throws a wrench into your whole system, your whole operation. So, um, I give them a little bit of a mulligan on this, especially considering it's a game of runs. There were multiple times Indiana goes on a lemono yeah. run. Nebraska answers with a 6-0, 8-0 run. They got to within single digits yeah. multiple times, and then when it came down to crunch time, they just didn't have that person that they could, you know, go to rely on uh, and and just. I don't know, just give the ball well, to in, and, in crunch time. And
1: Matt says this, how is it a mulligan when they were competitive for 80% of the game without their only point guard who happens to also be your second best player, and by the way, that's also on the road against the top 15 team? Maybe mulligan's the wrong word, because Matt, you're right, uh, but maybe that's kind of what we're getting at is you put, I suppose to a certain extent, you put a, a little bit of stock into last night's game um, because you were able to stay competitive for eighty percent of the game, but you don't know that unless you kind of watch the game, I suppose. And mm-hmm. if you look at the it, final score, if, if you watch the game unfold, you would know that Nebraska was down like seventeen to five. They're at down one point. twenty-two at one point. Yeah, like they were they were down big early on because the rhythm they just it struggled. They struggled to get into any sort of rhythm on offense. They they didn't shoot the three ball well. Cj Wilcher. Once again, we've talked about one of the biggest differences from this team is that they're balanced. They don't they have multiple guys that might go off every other night. Um, where Cj Wilcher had a tough night against Creighton shooting the basketball, but last night he's your leading score. He stepped up when Sam Greasel was out, and Derek Walker had a really good game against Creighton, but ha- he didn't struggle last night necessarily. But he went up against a better rim protecting team. Indiana. If you look at Indiana's, uh, they block the or they protect the rim. The third, they're the third best team at protecting the rim in percentages wise across the entire country. So having Trace Jackson Davis, having Race Thompson, um, those two guys down there in the paint, kind of protecting the rim. It's a lot. It's a lot tougher statistically to score buckets near or at the basket. Against Indiana than it was against Creighton. That's just speaking from statistics. Mm-hmm. And Derek Walker made Kalkbrenner look like smooth as butter, like, like it was a baby. easy, like a, like a baby. Yeah, on Sunday. And Trace Jackson Davis is a much better player than Ryan Kalkbrenner right now. Trace so, Jackson Davis more physical than Kalkbrenner had, had a triple double as well last night. Kalkbrenner so,
2: probably more mm, not athletic. I don't know. Yeah, skilled
1: know. potential. Sure. How about potential? Trice Jackson Davis just tougher, just tougher. Yeah, he's a Big Ten big. He's ready. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, put some stock into it because Nebraska, f- considering the circumstances, played well enough to stay competitive in that game. That's why I guess when we opened this segment, I was like, listen, Nebraska, it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, how they respond to lose or you know winning against Creighton, then losing against a top ten team or top fifteen team. I guess last night in Indiana. Who lost at the rack against Rutgers? Which, by the way, um, rack is a very difficult it's place to play. It's not the rack play. anymore. It they called it something else. It is, but it's something new. It's not but it's the, the rack. Rutgers Athletic Complex. They call it. Whatever. They call it the rack on the on the broadcast last night. Oh, okay. Then it's still the rack. So it's still the rack. But anyway, um, it, they lost at Rutgers, which is a tough place to play. And Rutgers also has had Indiana's number the last couple seasons. If you look at that, Indiana struggled to beat, beat the Scarlet Knights. However. Um, now Nebraska gets another opportunity. Here they are against top five Purdue. Fourth-ranked Purdue comes into to PBA and into Lincoln on Saturday. That game, I believe, is at one fifteen p.m. is when tip-off is. It's a doubleheader of Husker men's basketball in the afternoon, and then Husker women's basketball hosts Samford at 7 p.m. that night. So, if you uh, want to just stick around for a little double hoops action, you're more than welcome to. Obviously, at Pinnacle Bank Arena. But uh, is, here we go. I Dar- mean, Derek you're, Walker, you're no time to, off. You're starting to enter the gauntlet. Yeah, no time off. You have Kalkbrenner, Jackson, Jackson Trace Jackson Davis, and then Zach Eady. Now, so it only gets harder. Um, Nebraska will have kind of a, a small, not break or, or a bye game in there, but it's a, a game against Queens, who is a, a new Division One team. They're like 7-2. From, from North Carolina. on their In their first season of D1. Yeah, that'll be in the Battle of the Vault, and then it's right back to Big Ten play the following games, and uh, you're into that gauntlet that is the Big Ten Conference. So something that Nebraska is just going to kind of have to keep in mind down the road, and, and Nebraska will you know try to navigate their way Uh, through the the grueling schedule but all right let's go ahead and take a break when we come back let's talk a little bit of transfer portal stuff um i'll have to bounce out of here a little bit earlier since it is a thursday for the final time this semester he's gotta go to class it's the final time this semester so we're okay um but i gotta go do a final presentation at two o'clock but anyway let's uh go and go to break when we come back we talk transfer portal um talk about the visits of, of guys also a very interesting and and newly relevant Program just paid Malachi Coleman a visit. We'll tell you who it is um, after the break on the Happy Hour.
0: Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Singer and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 937 The Ticket and the